0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and not quite with me as always. We have today's guest host.
0: your girl, Pinky.
1: It's Pinky. Now, Pinky is coming to us from her she shed uh, via Zoom, and... Uh, it's because Jeff, uh, well, Jeff has come he's down. He
0: you over, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> he did, he did. He, uh, we were trying to, uh, well, I asked him yesterday about, um, you know, hey, when are we going to record and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, oh, we'll get together around lunchtime, blah, 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 and all this mm-hmm. and everything, right? And, uh, well, today, around lunchtime, I called him and I was like, so when are we getting together? And that's when he decided to tell me that, his voice just couldn't handle it. He's been he's been a little under the weather since um since Thursday. And he uh admittedly did, does sound like shit. I mean he he does. Um we don't know if it's the Rona. I'm not gonna say it's the Rona. But yeah. uh it's possible it's the Rona. But I'm not gonna say it's the Rona. So <laughs>
0: But when you talk to him, like, you could clearly tell. I mean,
1: he's not 100%. No, he's not 100%. But he decided to let me know that today when I had about, eh, let's be realistic, about seven hours of notice. So that's when I started putting out the word to, you know, the regular co-hosts, you know, um, Nick Gervais, Broccoli Rob, Pinky. Uh, I even reached out to Trey Mac. And, um, well... Let's just say that Pinky, uh, is the, she was the first one to step up. So, you or know. I'm
0: the only one that responded, one of the two. We'll, we'll just go with I'm the first one to step up. Well, you were the first
1: one to step up. Now, admittedly, you know, Gervais, he got back to me later, and he's digging himself out of about a foot of snow that collapsed his ice tent on him. And, I saw uh, that. Yeah, it was, it was a thing. And then uh, Broccoli Rob, well, he's been busy as hell over there at the Final yeah, Third Cigar yeah, Lounge. Yeah, he's getting a lot done.
0: That place looks nice. I can't wait to visit.
1: Oh, I know. And so he's been really busy. And then Mack, well, Traymac snowed in in Pittsburgh and can't leave until tomorrow. And uh, I'll be honest, I didn't really get a good reason why he couldn't join me today. Because <laughs> it's like, dude, you're snowed in. Like... What's uh what's the thing that's holding you back from joining me tonight? But you know what? Fuck him. So today we're going to be smoking a couple of different cigars.
0: Well, I'm glad to be here. Let's just put that out there. I <laughs> appreciate
1: your effort. I appreciate you taking time out of your evening. Uh I appreciate Javier um, you know, agreeing to not like snuggle up on the couch and let you come out to your she shed to do this with me. So nope, it's all it's all good. So I do appreciate well,
0: that. I've been out here almost all day. I take that back. I ran some errands with the kid this morning, but I think I got in the she shed about Mm, one o'clock maybe oh and it my. Is, it's it's almost seven here so i've been out here all afternoon
1: nice nice well so you've been smoking all day then
0: uh i've had one so far but oh, yeah
1: okay all right
0: this will be my second Yep. so
1: let's get into what we're smoking so i am smoking a cigar that uh i picked up around halloween time and i've been sitting on these and, you know, I'm looking through the humidor. Admittedly, guys, we're, I'm doing all this off the fly here. Jeff and I were supposed to be opening the January My Monthly Cigars box on this show. Um, but uh, I figured I would wait for Jeff to come come along to do that. And so I kind of, it, it became Smoker's Choice. And so then it's like, well, okay, what do I feel like smoking? So I'm digging through my humidors and I come across a five-pack of Asylum Devil's Night. Six and a half by sixties. Now these came out around around Halloween time, and they are. um, Let me let me let me. Here we go. I have the description here. So it's a limited release that is put out by Asylum Cigars, and it's a it's a medium bodied cigar that uh, sports a reddish Colorado wrapper. Now. The it's a Honduran Puro, so the you know, wrapper, binder, filler, all Honduran. And I mean, it's, it's supposed to have notes of spice and sweetness with underlying earthiness made at uh, Christian Roa's factory in Honduras. Now, this is the part that I found interesting, and I didn't know this when I bought these. I thought Devil's Night tied into Halloween, right? And everything. The aim of the cigar is to raise awareness to Devil's Night. An annual event that takes place in Detroit, Michigan on Halloween Eve. the Motor City firefighters risk their lives to extinguish fires started by joke uh, by you know pranksters and they go around and they start all these fires they, like, they they do just it's all this arson all over Detroit oh
0: wow and
1: these firefighters go out and they put out these fires on what they call the Devil's Night. And a portion of the sales from the cigars of the Asylum Devil's Night will be donated to Detroit's firefighters. So
0: that's cool. Something different. I mean, it's not cool that it's not cool that bastards go around lighting fires, but no. it's cool that wow, yeah, I like I like cigars with a history. That's neat.
1: I know something different. So now, what are you smoking? Yeah.
0: I am smoking a Sweet Dream. It is from Drunk Chicken. And here's a fun fact. So I don't remember where I got this. Do you remember? Did I mean, somebody gave it to me, I think.
1: I can tell you exactly where you got it. I gave it to All right. you because Broccoli Rob gave it to me for you.
0: Okay. Okay. So fun fact about that. Um, after, I've had it for a while and just, it's a Lancero. Um, and it was sitting in the humidor. So tonight when I was coming out to the sea shed, I was digging around and I was like, Ooh, this, I'm finally going to smoke this. I remember thinking highly about it when it was given to me, not remembering much about it. So I sat down and Googled it to see, you know, who made it. And actually, um, broccoli Rob's website, the final third came up with the review because back in last year or the year before, I think his wife, Lisa reviewed it. And she gave it very high ratings. Um, Good. So it's a hand-rolled cigar with a Connecticut wrapper, Dominican binder, and Nicaraguan fillers. So I am smoking the Lancero tonight. So I'm. it's only the second Lancero I've ever smoked.
1: So All right. right.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is like, they might have to rename this like the Pinky Cigar because I think I'm really going to like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not perfect. Now, guys, those of you watching on YouTube might notice that you're seeing me in the video, but you're seeing a static still shot of... You know, like a little bit of Pinky's hair, the headphone and the cigar and whatnot and everything. That's because Pinky's keeping her anonymous, you know, thing going on here. I guess the Mardi Gras mask didn't work out.
0: You know, to be honest, I didn't go to the basement to dig it out. Ah,
1: gotcha. Okay.
0: No, <laughs> but I did I did worry fair. that it would be not easy to smoke a cigar um in a Mardi Gras mask. So
1: That's fair. Okay.
0: And also my hair's not done. If I'm just being honest, I mean, I'm, I look like dog water right now. I like mean, kids you would say so. You've been <laughs> sort chi- of glad to be anonymous.
1: <laughs> you've been chilling out in the she shed all day. So, I mean, you know, that's fine.
0: I have. Yeah, I, get I that. have.
1: All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and give our cigars a cut? And the official cutting is brought to us by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Uh, army and Dan over there at Riverman Cigar Company, he, uh, Guys, he's got all the cigars he that won. That's where I bought these Devil's Night by Asylum back in the day. Um, he had some of them still sitting around. I don't know if they're, if they're still sitting around right this instant, but I mean, I know that he had a couple of the packs of the, um, I think they were Bustos that were hanging around there for, for a little bit. So, you know, you never know what kind of little, little, uh, treasures you might find when you're digging around in his humidor. And, um, You know He's got the lounge open right now, so it's great for everybody who's looking for someplace warm to go and enjoy your cigars. And don't forget that um, if you are not from the St. Louis area, but you want to support a brick-and-mortar, and and, and you know what? Start a relationship. Start and maintain a relationship with a brick-and-mortar because it's important when limited stuff like this Devil's Night comes out and you want to make sure you get your hands on some. You know, you want to have that relationship with that brick-and-mortar. You can have that relationship with Dan the the ponder if you don't have a brick-and-mortar near you. And all you got to do is just call up Riverman Cigar Company, introduce yourself to, to Miss Cindy or Little John or Dan, and uh, they'll get a uh, uh, care package of, of cigars with... Um, you know, boxes, singles, whatever it is you want and need, they can. They are more than willing to sell it to you. You know, so reach yep. on out to Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. And Let's do it. I nuked myself. I oh, forgot. No. I forgot that I still had.
0: You don't even need Jeff around. I don't.
1: I don't. <laughs> I forgot that I still had some cigar shavings in my cutter. When I did that, and it's because the last time I used my cutter, I was driving, and I wanted to keep it contained while I was driving. So, that's... Uh, okay, I have a favor to ask. What's me. What's up?
0: Okay, so next time you're talking to Javier, Mr. Yes, P.D., um, you know, maybe maybe drop a hint. So, when you and I are together, I don't have a, a great cutter. Like, I have one of the really... People think that you'd buy, like if you lost yours and you need something in a pinch and it's just not, I don't know. Now that I've tried the good stuff like you guys have, I, I really need or want one.
1: Okay. All right. So, so, maybe. So, so what Javier needs to do is he needs to shop for um, a Calibri SV cutter is what I'm hearing.
0: Okay. Is that what you have? That's
1: what I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's got nice. Okay, the straight and then the V cut on the other side. So.
0: And the V cut, yeah. and you know, I always jack up which side is supposed to be. <laughs>
1: you do. <But laughs> you that... even
0: tell me. But like, it's the one with the knob, and I'm like, okay, and then I directly do the opposite of what I intended to do. Well,
1: but so. that—that's because you don't have it and use it nearly often enough. If you had your own, you know, you'd—you'd you'd eventually get used to it. So
0: I'd be a pro. Okay, exactly. so maybe mention something to him.
1: I can do that. I can do that. Just be like, okay. hey, you know, if your uh, wedding anniversary is coming up. You might wanna keep in mind uh, a Calibri S V cutter. Or there's always Mother's Day or any Well, Valentine's Day is coming up here. Mm-hmm. Dear God, in a couple of weeks, isn't it? About a month.
0: It is. Oh, yeah.
1: Lord. That's a, every
0: holiday, man. I yeah. Sneak up it never, sneak up on us.
1: Never fails. So all right. So cold draw time on uh I have my devil's night. You have your Sweet dreams, there now. Is that one that one's sugar tipped, right? It is, yep. And
0: actually, I went ahead and lit mine, but I did do a a cold draw right after I cut it. And you know, I don't know that cold draw is a thing, (laughs) I know Jeff's worse by it, but. I try, I try so hard, and then if I get a taste of something, then I wonder if it's really just like a placebo effect. Like you
1: can get self fulfilling of it. <laughs> I mean, granted, on a on a sugar tip cigar, I mean, obviously you're going to get I got like sweetness. A su- sweetness, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now on this one, I got a little bit of like almost fruity sweetness, and then some earthiness to it. You know. Yeah. That looks so cool on Zoom. <clears throat> I just hope I don't choke out and die in this tent. Yeah, yeah right there. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm sitting forward in my chair, um because I'm recording this on my iPad this time, and my iPad I don't have like a like a tripod or a stand or something for my iPad. It's like a little oh. it's the keyboard with the little triangular back and so it leans backwards. And so oh. if I just put it on my table, you're going to get a lot of this. And, like, we don't want that. I think we don't want that.
0: That's,
1: way too I will many, confirm that. <laughs> way too many chins uh, up my nose. It's just we don't want that. So I'm having to sit kind of forward in my chair and wow. look down at my iPad in order to have a, a decent view. And so, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know.
0: Why. Well, I will. I will sit back and relax the both of us how about that oh
1: well there you go so
0: i'm I'm, i mean i'll
1: take one for the team okay okay well i want to thank joe mama he's a regular over at uh riverman he introduced me to these cigars so i had introduced him to the fiat lux uh cigar and he really enjoyed that and so as kind of like his uh you know, rebuttal or response to the Fiat Lux. He, uh, he bought and gave me one of these, um, Devil's Night cigars, and I really, really enjoyed it. And so that's when I decided I was going to go ahead and buy the five pack. And so I just, before we get too far down the road, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Joe Mama. He, uh, he got me hooked on these. Nice. And, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail. Um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail, but before we get off of, you know, Riverman and everything like that, um, I just want to say that uh, we're we're all thinking about you, Dan, and, yes. uh, you know, everybody at the shop and in your family, and, um, you know, it's... Uh, it, I'm just going to leave it at that. We're all thinking about you, Dan. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it private, but, um, no, it's not easy, but anyway.
0: You're in our thoughts, Dan. Yep. Indeed. Life is hard.
1: Indeed. So anyway, so, okay. So life is hard. Let's talk about some stuff that has made life easy. You have now had your tent for a little while. I've been over at your tent. I like your setup better than mine. Mine feels like um, a dungeon in comparison to yours. (laughs) Like, I'm sitting in mine right now, and I'm just like, oh, it's just so dungeon-like and cold, whereas, like, yours was so warm and inviting with the string lights and, and this and that and everything else. And so how has been life in the She Shed during, admittedly, some of the coldest temperatures we've had in St. Louis lately?
0: It's been wonderful. And I was surprised. I was a little worried um, that the, I think, what have you said? Mine is nine square feet bigger.
1: Yeah. Yours is 34 total square feet. Mine's 25.
0: Okay. So, I mean, as a percentage, that's a pretty significant difference, but I didn't know if that would translate practically, Um, but it does. It's, It's a big, it's a big
1: one. Totally does. When I was over there the one day, and uh, I can't, walked into it, I mean, the first thing I noticed was I could stand in yours, and I could literally, I could stand up, and my head would not touch the ceiling. Whereas in mine, I cannot stand all the way up without my head touching the ceiling, and I have to like kind of hunch my neck down. Um, yeah. The other thing I noticed was just how much room just, it just felt so much roomier Bigger. in mm-hmm. yours, you know? Um, now, granted, I have this kind of large, you know, it's folded. It, it's not totally extended like a lounge chair, but I have my gravity chair in mine, you know, which is still a larger piece of furniture than the yeah. uh, the baseball chairs that you have in yours. But still, nonetheless, I think even with putting a gravity chair in yours, I still think you could fit probably two of those, the little tray table thing, and then Mm -hmm. your heater, and still have plenty of room.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. So for people who, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, on my Pinky Smoke Cigars Instagram, I have a reel where I, you know, the night I got it all set up, I have the string lights in the, uh, you know, hanging from the ceiling. Um, I've got a little fireplace, a digital fireplace that doubles as a heater. Um, You know, I just knew that I'm a very type A, like control freak, organized person. And so with as much as of an investment this was, I just knew I needed to set it up properly from the get-go. Like I couldn't ease into it and, you know, set it up and then, you know, wait a little while and get this. And I had, I think from the time I ordered it till it arrived, I had about a week. Um, And this was right before Christmas. So everything was delayed a little bit. So I had some time to like mentally picture, you know, Nick, what your tent looked like, what I wanted. Um, And so by the time the tent itself arrived, I was pretty much good to go. And got everything set up. And I've even been out here in times where, you know, I didn't have time to smoke or I can't smoke. I don't, I don't, this is sort of a side tangent. I don't always feel like I have the freedom to smoke as much, especially since most people in my real life don't even know that I smoked cigars. Yeah. Um, but I can, not even if I had, this is why quarantine was so awesome. I could smoke cause nobody was going anywhere. I, I didn't have anywhere to be that afternoon or that evening. Um, you know, life is different now. So even if I have a two hour break in the middle of the day and I think ooh, I could probably go outside and smoke and relax and force myself to slow down, which is the main reason I enjoy cigars aside from the awesome community. Um, even if I have the time to do that, um, if I have meetings or things that you know, if I have to pick up kids in the afternoon, I can't, you know, it's not as easy, I don't think, for you know, because my hair I've got longer hair, um, you know, I changed clothing. I've got like I, I took your advice, Nick. Nick, you've got pretty much clothes that you dedicate to smoking in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've done the same. So it's you know it's sort of this whole thing now. So I have to change into my smoking outfit, which sounds so weird. Like I'm so bougie.
1: No, I mean <laughs> I, have I get my it. Smoking I,
0: outfit.
1: I have. Um, yeah, I have my sweatshirts. So it, you know, a couple couple yeah. couple sweatshirts, couple pairs of pants that you know, they just, I smoke, all I do is sit and smoke in them and then, uh, you know, move on.
0: Yeah. So it, it, so if I, even if I have time to change in and out, even after I I shower, if I've smoked that day, um, I'll shower before I go to bed and you can still smell it in my hair. So, um, but having said that I have most definitely enjoyed Many more cigars in the last month that I've had the 10, and it's been wonderful. I think it has a sort of domino effect on my life. Like, because I know I have something more enjoyable to do, I am really discriminating with my time now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, people reach out to, they want to get together, they want to do something. And before, I would have jumped all over that. And now, I would say probably 50% of the time I take a pass on it. Like, no, thanks. You know, appreciate thinking about me. You know, let's pick, let's pick a time in the future. Um, you know, I've got something else I'm working on. Well, what I'm working on is sitting outside in my she shed.
1: <laughs> nice. No, you know <laughs> what? Listening to,
0: pod, listening to podcasts and having a cigar.
1: You've got to make time for yourself. And that's something that, you know, I think if, if COVID has done nothing, it has definitely exposed just how important mental health is for everybody in the United States and how little attention we were giving it i think prior to yes. to covid you know i think
0: for sure you know for people sure.
1: people talked about it some people were active in it but but realistically i think by and large the the average american you know when you said how's your health they would you know think about their physical body they wouldn't consider you know, hey, I'm I'm stressed, I'm depressed, I'm, you know, running on right. my mm-hmm. They wouldn't consider the mental aspects of it. And so now, you know, we are kind of thinking about that. I mean, let's be real, there's a lot of younger people that are choosing for right or wrong not to re enter the workforce at the wages they were being paid because they feel they're, you know, worth more and that's a whole separate discussion. But the thing is, you know, they're 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 Part of the reason that they're at least fighting for higher wages is that, you know, they want the the mental freedom of being able to go on vacation periodically, do this, you know, uh, find a house yeah. that they want. Yeah, again, that's a that, that that's a rabbit hole. We can we don't need to go down. But, you know, there's a lot to that to unpack in that. But the thing is, what it ultimately comes down to is, is I think mental health and mental stability. You know, people want the ability to be comfortable. They want the ability to to be happy. And, uh, you know, if coming out to your she shed a couple times a week and having a cigar is what's making you happy versus accepting all these offers to go do this, that, and the other thing, who's who's to say that you're wrong?
0: Right. Well, I appreciate that validation. Um, But (laughs) I think to your point also, uh, I think the other thing the pandemic has done is uh, people seem a lot more comfortable talking about mental health now. True, um, I think I think we were heading down that road anyway, but now it's not unusual, even outside of you know our little circle of friends that we each have in our lives to you know make a comment to someone about you know last week was hard, it was a high anxiety week for me, or last week was hard, I was you know we didn't have a lot of sun last week, so I'm feeling a little bit of the depression coming in. You know, people are definitely talking about that more, and I also think that self-care before the pandemic was rare but it was like one offers like oh i went and got a massage well technically that is self-care but that's not sustaining self-care yeah whereas you know sitting out you know the she shed is sort of my alone time having said that my husband's come out a couple of times my kid even came out once i mean i wasn't smoking when he was out here but he came out and we watched um so that tv show on netflix nailed it the a cooking show where they get everything wrong
1: <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah
0: we we had we had fun we came out and did that um but for the most part it's just me out here by myself and that's to me is energizing you know to not have to be around i mean it's my family which i adore my husband will listen to this i do adore you javier <laughs> <laughs> but as long you know as I you mean, get her we're just, we're, as long I,
1: as you get her the Calibri sv cutter She'll adore yeah, Give me you.
0: that cutter and life will be real good. Get her the cutter. <laughs> so I, I think we're better at talking about mental health itself, but I also think we're better at doing things that hopefully are actually considered self-care long-term. So For sure. And that's been the theme. Since I started smoking during COVID and during quarantine, you know, I interact with a lot of listeners on my Instagram and that's a recurring theme is there are several people that had been sort of occasional smokers until quarantine and now they're much more, Routine, yeah, routinely smoking. It sounds like
1: so. I'm adjusting my camera here for those people who are watching. And yeah. It's awkward, <laughs> but I couldn't sit forward <laughs> in my chair any longer. It was, it was starting Anymore. to hurt. It was starting to hurt my ass. I'm sorry. So it just, it
0: was, I bet, and that yeah. is not self care.
1: <laughs> no, no, it was not. I had a bar across that was just burrowing, uh, and it just it was painful. But anyway. Uh, not up into but that's a,
0: descript- that's a mental description I did not need not not even one little bit <laughs> no
1: no it's it was painful so anyway well fun so what are you thinking about your uh your drunk chicken sweet dreams over there
0: I really like it first of all like I said this is only my second Lancero and I I don't know I'm digging these because I like the the tape of it it's I don't know this is going to come out wrong like it's not tiring you know sometimes the the bigger cigars are it's like you got to work to especially if you're not getting a good draw on it like this has a really good draw
1: are you saying you gotta um, really suck on it hard
0: <laughs> just, i did not say right. that no man
1: jeff's <laughs> not even here and
0: draw right. from this what you will <laughs> so i really like it i would say i mean it's it's a sweet tip as we've said um but I, it's creamy and i don't know god that sounded terrible again um no no
1: no, no, no. i've described no, a couple of different is. cigars like that and you have a connecticut okay. wrapper on that if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken right so mm-hmm. that that might explain a lot of that okay yeah
0: yeah i like it i'm 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 not i'm not even a third of the way through like it's
1: it'll be a good smoke very cool well this guy the uh, devil's Night. It's definitely got that earthiness that they had in the written description. It's definitely got that spice to it. I can feel the tongue tingling and everything like that. The sweetness was really only on the uh, cold draw. I haven't really gotten much in the way of any kind of, like, fruity sweetness. I am going to attempt a retrohale. I know how this is going to go. So this is going to go poorly, but I have to do it just for the sake of, uh, you know, the full review of it all. Mm -hmm. Now
0: don't go dying on me.
2: Oh Jesus.
1: <laughs> yep. It's uh That
0: went about as good as you expected. No, it
1: actually went a little better than I expected. That there was some intense spice, intense spice coming through the nostrils. Really? Um,
0: are your eyes watering? Slightly. Like maybe your eyes are watering.
1: Slightly. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, that would have been awkward if yeah. I died on the thing, because like nobody'd be here to shut this off. I mean, you'd have to <laughs> you'd have to drive all the way to my tent to like shut it off. I mean, so that's like you know thirty five minutes or so of, minutes. Uh, of me just laying here dead. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess you could call the first responders and you know whatnot, but I mean, let's be real, it,
0: that conversation would be super awkward. Nine one one, what's the reason for your call? I was on a Zoom call smoking cigars with my friend. And let me give you his address because I'm pretty sure, well, he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's
1: (laughs) dead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would be awkward. Mm -hmm. Just for a lot of different ways. Well.
0: Well, and you live in a little town. So I wonder how many officers are even on patrol.
1: (laughs) True. Although I do live (laughs) right like one street away from the police station. So if anything's going to happen, I would think that I would have a fairly fast response time. I would think. Okay. But
0: fingers crossed.
1: We don't have our own EMS here. Um, you know, so I would just be having to hope that the MedStar people are relatively close, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know.
0: they're parked down at the shell station.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, well, why don't we get into some Ask the Boys? Or in this All case, right. I guess it'd be Ask the Boy All right, let's
0: and Girl. Hear it. So, after game?
1: You talking to me? I have a question for you. You
3: got to ask me nicely.
1: Ask me about my winner. You got a question.
2: You asked the Apo.
1: Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. So, yeah, guys, it is time for, I guess we'll call this Ask the Pulpit, where uh, we answer your listener questions. So you just need to give us a call on the hotline at area code 863 eight seven four zero 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 and we will play your messages and um you know listen to your questions and and do our best to answer them so with that said why don't we go ahead and uh jump into our first question here
3: hey guys this is teddy aka the smoking gorilla on ig uh so I just got through listening to the I Did Not Do It or Didn't Have Anything to Do episode, uh, <laughs> and uh, a couple of questions kind of came about. First of all, uh, Jeff, uh, you saying you was fishing on a farm. Is that code for anything that we might need to be aware of? Uh, another thing I was thinking about, uh, if possible, uh, could you text uh, Dick Durbin, maybe even... Uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, whatever you text, uh, Bob Saget, uh, we don't want them to have regrets, you know, not being able to get on the podcast, uh, wink, 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 say no more, say no more, uh, and also, um, yeah, kind of thinking about this a little bit further and everything, because I put this out on the Facebook parishioners page. um, you know, the fact that you've had, um, experience selling black market knives and, um, you know, you, you know, your way around some explosives, you got a trace around and an AR that you carry around in a Jeep. Uh, I'm starting to kind of wonder, buddy, uh, are you uh, at all uh, John Wicken uh, Wick motherfuckers left and right? Because um, you was know, kind of funny, you know, uh, we, we need to know about your whereabouts on certain things, you know. I'm sure Betty White probably would have loved to have been on the show and everything like that, you know, she's, was confirmed that she had passed away, unfortunately, from a uh, stroke. So, um, you know, we just want to thank her for being a friend. And, um, yeah, but, yeah, as far as you go and everything like that, uh, I just want to say, hey, I, I love you guys. And, Jeff, I, I, you know, I think you're an awesome individual. I don't believe not for one bit that you had anything to do with the death of Bob Saget, you know, no matter how much mounting evidence or no matter how much – um uh, i've had people you know from uh uh from different places ask me about uh mr jeffrey whereabouts and uh anything that i've known about him and everything like that i mean like there was this one guy that came to the door i don't know who he was but all i know was you know he showed a uh some type of badge or something like that oh, boy. so uh you know i, I just said hey i, I just kind of played stupid so i'm just saying you know um I I'm, I I'm, I'm willing to serve. I, I I will be of service. Uh don't john with me. I, I I like I said Jeff, I love you. And uh please uh just don't don't kill me man. I'm I'm trying to stay uh try I'm trying to do 20 or 30 more years at least before so just letting, me know, just letting you know. Anyway man, uh y'all take care. Stay blessed. Stay smoky. and uh remember Jeff, I'm your friend and I want to thank you for being a friend. Bye.
1: Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, Pinky, you are aware of the whole sure Bob, the Bob Saget situation.
0: Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. And I'm aware of Jeff's potential role, so yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: <laughs> now, what I'd like to say is, for the record, for any government agencies that may be listening, um, <laughs> we have, A, had nothing to do with it, and B, I would like to point out that Teddy's uh, idea of inviting uh, both a sitting United States senator and a former president are not endorsed by the cigar pulpit. I just want that for the record that, very you know, <laughs> in in the context of the Bob Saget situation, I just want that very clear that we are not endorsing the idea of of of, of inviting these gentlemen under the pretense that they will decline and thus end up dead alone in a hotel room because that is that is that is a horrible thing i I don't want to i don't want to i don't want to endorse that um we want no part of that no part of that no part of that at all i mean look you know whatever our thoughts are about um senator dick durbin
2: you dick
1: is completely irrelevant to whether or not i wish him you know physical harm because i don't you know i don't I, i'm a lover not a fighter i don't wish anybody physical harm and so you know i didn't i didn't like you know what happened to mr saget um and i sincerely hope that jeff had nothing to do with it again i didn't see jeff for an entire week um at that point and um i cannot technically verify his whereabouts his whole fishing on the farm um you know explanation is that code for something i don't know Is Jeff a John Wick-type character? It would sincerely surprise me, given that he is a man of size. So, unless he's, like, somehow, like, bouncing around the room, you know, in in a jolly kind of fat way, shooting people, I kind of doubt it. But, uh, you know, you never know. I mean... Maybe it maybe... really like
0: the logic they took you there. He's just a man of size, so it just seems not probable. It, I mean,
1: <laughs> look, I'm a man of size, it's not probable for me to be jumping around and doing the John Wick stuff, you know. But you know, maybe it's all an act. Maybe Jeff is wearing like a fat suit every day. I kind of doubt it, but you know, you never know. Um, so yeah, uh, what else was there to unpack there? Um, I don't know, I don't know, Teddy. I, 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 you know, I, I think you're safe. I don't think Jeff's coming after you, so I think we're we're all good. So,
0: can I just say something about Teddy?
1: Yes, go ahead.
0: I adore him. <laughs> I do. I do too. I do. He's, he he's, is he's every. Dude. I mean, he posts his pictures with his cigars, but his smile. I just, my face lights up every time he shows up on my Instagram. Teddy, I adore you.
1: He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He is. And he really he get he really gets into his phone calls. He really does get into his questions. You know, and I, I like the passion. I do too. You know, I mean, look, he's calling the hotline and he's got something to say. And I like that. I respect yes. that. So
0: same. Anyway, Thanks, Teddy.
1: Thank you for the call, Teddy. So moving on to the next question here. Hey guys.
3: It's Clay. What's up, Clay? Oh, Clay. So, uh, The show on the 11th was stellar. I just want you guys to know I thought it was a really great show. And uh, today, I just have a suggestion for you. Um, I really like Noah's idea of inviting guests on that uh, we may want to see what happens with that. So I was wondering if you guys could start just making a list of communists and pedophiles in order to... (laughs) to invite them onto the show and just, you know, see what happens. So okay. I don't okay. know. I
1: thought it might be a good wow.
2: idea. let me know what you think. You guys take it easy.
1: Bye. Everybody everybody's really leaning it. everybody's really leaning into the whole death curse of coming being invited onto the cigar pulpit here. You know? This is this is interesting that you know, it's kind of one of those things that when you get the invite, you take it or you die you know it's that kind of thing well i
0: mean mean, back back to me being the first one to respond for you needing a guest tonight i'm i feel like we need to send you know like uh welfare checks on these other people that you reached out to you're right i mean i mean come on
1: i may have to do some proof of life text messaging with uh gervais and broccoli (laughs) and uh trey mac here later on you're right Wow. wow you wow. might you might
0: need proof of life from gervais just because hoping he wasn't in his tent when it collapsed
1: dude no kidding know. I, I will say i did ask him you know if his ventilation system and everything in there survived and he said were it survived perfectly and it was dry as a bone Perfect. inside the tent so you know despite Perfect. how bad it looked on the outside it apparently uh held up really well in the inside so that's that's Counts for something.
0: That's, great. These, That's tent, great.
1: these tents, the the roof will collapse if wet snow accumulates on them. So you either have to be um, prepared for that in case of snowfall, or you have to be inside the tent and kind of knocking on the roof as the snow is falling, you know, in order to keep it from accumulating. But um, you know, it's it's a first world problem, so. Um, but anyway, I do like, wow. So that's,
0: that's two calls in a row now of people. I mean, Teddy names, names and clay names, uh, categories of people you should start inviting. Like you guys might have something here,
1: communists and pedophiles, which I wanted for the record. Um, and you know, I think if there's one thing I'm willing to say and be completely safe in saying is look, you know what? I know everybody has their opinions on the, uh, the death penalty and all. But I think it's fair game that if you do something to a child, um, I think that we ought to just do away with some of the uh, the the um, formality of the law. And, uh, you know, if you want to do something that, in my opinion, makes you a animal, then you should be treated like an animal and drug out in the street and shot and just put down because uh, if you're going to be a rabid animal and do something to kids, then you deserve all that's coming to you. So that's just, it's my opinion, you know, and I don't want to pay for your ass in prison. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, I know that at some point the prisoners are going to get to you because there's prison justice, but I I really don't want to pay to house somebody for that long, but that's just me, you know, whatever. Anyway. All right. well, that was dark. Moving on, next question here. Um, we'll uh we'll get to the next call. Yeah, Jerry Please oh, here. Boy. Uh
3: say fellas, it was, uh, I was listening to your podcast recently at my local watering hole there, and uh, a a gentleman overheard me and he was also a fan. So I thought I would let him tell you how much you mean to him. I got him right here here. Uh oh. Oh, hello. This is uh, Mickey movie.
0: I uh, love your podcast. Thank <laughs> you so much, uh, Mr. Vida, uh, Mr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Um, So, Pinky, was that, did, it? that was it. Did you listen to our last episode by chance? I have not yet. Okay. Okay. So we discussed uh the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't know if you've ever seen it.
0: I have not.
1: So in it Mickey Rooney plays a uh Japanese gentleman and um Mickey Rooney is most definitely not Japanese. And it was uh <laughs> it was very horribly offensive. Um just very very offensive. And, wait,
0: wait! Uh, he he, legitimately plays someone of Japanese descent.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow! Like,
1: do you have a device? Like, there? Like, I don't know what you're using to do the Zoom call. I do Yeah, I can get on. Yeah,
0: I can get on my. Yeah, I can all get right, on my iPhone. all right.
1: Get 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 somewhere and and just look up Mickey Rooney, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and uh, you'll see the picture. And uh, so our good friend Jerry Pulaski there is um, making reference to that. And... Um, <gasps> oh, my. Yep. That was back in the days when Hollywood didn't give a shit about insulting Asians.
0: Wow. Oh, man. That's very clear. I didn't um, know that.
1: You know, I mean, I know that when a when a Caucasian dresses as a... a black person it's references blackface i don't really know what you would call this but uh asian face maybe i i don't know it's it's horrible it's just absolutely horrible and uh and our good friend jerry Pulaski there decided to take it one step further so thanks jerry i i appreciate that anyway um yeah well Why don't we go ahead and move past this horribly racist uh, phone call and move (laughs) on to the next uh, question here and uh, get that going.
2: Nick, Gator, it's Dave again. Hey, uh, first of all, on those uh, Brickhouse uh, TAA aged cigars, Nick, your experience with those cigars, I bought a box of those. And probably half of them, just literally the wrapper just blew up on me Damn like it. that. Some I could smoke up, finish, and power through. Others I had to get up early, which is a shame because they were really good smokes. Damn um, but oh, those wrappers are just brittle as fuck, dude. So, you know, you can feel bad thing. Maybe you you know nicked it or dropped it or whatever. I think it's just the cigars are brittle. Um, I had all kinds of problems with mine. So
1: okay.
2: uh, don't feel too bad. Dang. Um, my cigar question for you guys today is, I know you guys are both uh, V guys, uh, in terms of cutting the cigar, I mean, you like the V? Um, yeah, I like the V. I also like the V uh, from time to time. Well, I like the V all the time, but I like the V cut sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I was—I've uh, always smoked, you know, a cut the V, a V cut, and then I usually just have like the, like, put a cigar in my mouth like horizontal with the, you know, kind of the, the long, and you just kind of bite on it, it closes down the, yeah. closes down the cigar. And then I had a revelation the other day, and I was like, what if I turn the cigar? you know, 90 degrees, um, and have it go up and down. I'll tell you what, it's way more natural to have that V up and down like that in your mouth.
1: That's how I do it. It's
2: way more natural and it kind of opens up a little bit more. It and does. so I, it's kind of a revelation for me. So I was just curious as to, uh, when you guys, uh, put the V in your mouth, do you like to have it go horizontal or vertical? And I'm talking strictly cigars um,
1: <laughs> and nothing else. Perbs. All right, boys. Thanks for clarifying. Catch you on the flip side. Oh, Dave, I know what you were doing there, man. And I fully respect and appreciate it. Um, Yes, uh, I typically, I always, I very rarely do anything other than V cut these days. And um, to his point, yes, I pretty much always have the V um, in a uh, vertical or up and down, you know, kind of way. Um, I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why I can tell you why. So whenever I'm cutting and lighting my cigar, I look for the artwork on the band. So like in this case, the asylum 13 logo, um, and that's my starting point on a cigar. So when I light my cigar, for example, what I do is I take my lighter and I go around the outer edge of the cigar. I, and I turn the cigar 360 degrees to light the outer edge of the cigar. And I use the artwork on the band as my starting point, thus my ending point. That way I know I've gone a full circumference of the cigar. Then I kind of touch up the end. Then when I do, when I light it in my mouth and I'm turning the cigar again, I go 360 degrees using the uh, artwork on the band. But when I'm cutting my cigar and I have the V cutter, I will go up and down with the cut using the artwork on the band as my guidepost. So as I'm smoking it, I kind of just have the artwork of the band always facing up. And so it's just kind of one of those things. But yeah, so that's how I always end up, you know, going vertical with the V. Um, I don't know. Um, And
0: that's how you put it in your mouth is vertical?
1: Yeah, I just kind of, I put it with with the cut going up and down instead of across. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know that I've been, first of all, I am fascinated at the process you just described of how like methodical you are and routine and lighting your cigars, because I feel like in your life, outside of lighting a cigar, you're very much like wing it and whatever happens, happens. And like you leave everything up to chance.
1: To and some degree. <laughs> I mean...
0: Me, me. on the flip side, I'm very, like, planner and very methodical and organized, and I have never given one thought to how I light my cigar in terms of, like, where I start or where I finish. I don't, like, stare at it and put it... I mean, when we're together, I almost always be cut, and I don't think twice about putting it in my mouth, you know, one way or the other. That's interesting.
1: Now, what I will say, to your point, is um, maybe I'm... A, I, I might appear to be much more freewheeling and like let it go. I do think about a lot of things, but um but what I will say is sometimes my, my kind of like what happens happens kind of attitude, I think by and large I, I I look at a situation and think about it enough that even with doing some of that kind of freewheeling kind of activity, I can still end up with a positive result when I'm lighting my cigar, you know, look let's be real. If you botch the light, you're gonna have a horrible experience for quite some time and you're gonna be touching it up and you're gonna be whatever. Yeah. And the last thing in the world I want to do when I'm sitting down to enjoy a cigar is to be fighting it because I didn't take thirty seconds to properly light my cigar versus just torching it and going, you know? And so I guess with this, just from experience I've kind of realized you got to put the effort in in the beginning in order to enjoy the mm-hmm. whole situation rather than wing it in the beginning and be <clears throat> constantly screwing with it the whole time you're smoking it. So
0: I like that. So this is the process that's evolved for you then. I mean, when you first started, were you sort of like willy nillying it, just like light it up, be done. Or have you always been pretty?
1: No, I actually, I learned that lighting method for anybody who's curious to try it. If you go to YouTube, um, Nick Perdomo does a series. He's got a series of videos on YouTube and one of the series or one of the videos that he has in a series is Nick Perdomo's method of lighting a cigar. And, you know, I had my method before and then I saw this video and I'm like, man, this seems really complicated. But I went ahead and tried it one day and that cigar burned so evenly, so perfectly. And I, from that point on, I was like, "All right, that's the method I'm gonna use, and it has served me well by and large. you know, wow, some cigars, you know, you get a little bit of uneven burn, like for example, this guy right here, I am touching up one side of it, it's burning just a little unevenly. um, it is a six by sixty or well six and a half by sixty, but um, that might have something to do with it. I also may have some crosswind. Coming through the tent that I'm not aware of or can't necessarily feel, that's cooling one side of the cigar versus another um, a little bit more. So you know it, it's not foolproof, but it it I, in my ex- experience it works really really well. So
0: that, that caller was that Dave? Who was that?
1: That was Dave. Yes.
0: Dave, hey, thanks Dave for pointing that out. Not something I had thought about, but I'm going to pay attention to both the V-cut and how I cut it and then smoke it but now based on this discussion i don't know i feel like i have not been giving the lighting it's due it's due and I, i'm gonna change
1: that you should you should look into it pinky and uh just to answer the <laughs> i can't even say it i can't even i can't even say it i was gonna i oh. let it out let so, it out so just to answer dave's question when you're putting the v in your mouth you you don't have a preference <laughs> as to you know which which direction you're going
0: Me? Yeah. No, I I can't recall a time where I even paid attention. Like, I cut it, and then I just put it in my mouth. So that's another thing I'm going to start paying attention to now.
1: Okay, okay. Well, all right. Well, now that we've we've answered that uh, pressing question, we'll move on to our last call here for this week's uh, Ask the Pulpit.
3: Hi, um, this question's for Nick and Pinky. God damn it. Um, This is Gator, and I'm taking a sick day. I just wanted to call in and ask you guys if you'd done the My Monthly Cigar ad yet, because uh, (laughs) I wanted to talk about fucking good coffee. I had some this week while I've been sick, and it's really hit the spot. I just wanted to point out that you can really taste the bean
1: jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) wow between uh the question about Mm -hmm. you know putting the v in your mouth and now jeff uh tasting the bean you know this has gotten to be a very uh very elaborate ask the pulpit here um my god i don't really know where to go from here but uh and I love how Jeff just couldn't let an episode go by without his voice appearing on it somehow. He
0: that was my that was my thought yep. exactly. Nope. My first thought was at least it wasn't a live phone call because the last couple times it's just been you and me. I mean, he calls you and I look at you like, "Don't answer it, Nick. Don't answer it, Nick." And you're, "Hey,
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep." But. Uh no he uh he he couldn't couldn't stand the fact that there was going to be an episode he wasn't going to be on so he he had to get that in so all right well no we found, haven't we found
0: ha- a way to slip it in there jeff he,
1: he, <laughs> that's what she said um <laughs> We uh, no, we have not done the my monthly cigars uh, spot yet, but this seems like as good a time as any, you know, to bring up the fact that, uh, you know, again on this episode we were going to be opening the January my monthly cigars box, but I opted to wait for Jeff to uh, to be here for that. But uh, my monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. You can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. They come in a variety of sizes. There's the robusto box, which is four cigars for thirty dollars. Jeff and I get the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. It's two of everything that's in the Robusto box. so It's good for us. So we can, you know, both smoke it at the same time and talk about it and everything. But it's also good if you have family members or if like, you know, Pinky, for example, you know, if I wanted to come over and we smoke something, you know, and everything, we could smoke the same thing and uh, all that. And then, um, you know, they're covered by the uh, MSRP guarantee you know that's just the financial mumbo jumbo every you know the the box itself uh or the the cigars in the box are guaranteed to meet or exceed the value of the box um but anyway if you use offer code pulpit p u
0: l p i t she
1: okay she got oh, it man. she got it p u l p i t gets you gets you free shipping on your first box or 20% off any of the items on Nick's online store where he does have as Jeff pointed out, fucking good coffee, including the pulpit blend, the Daily Press. You can go over there and get some of our coffee, and it's great with uh, with cigars. And as Jeff said, you can really taste the bean. So it's there at uh, mymonthlycigars.com. So anyway, and we're going to be seeing Nick Gervais out of TPE, uh, which is coming up. My God, I mean, you know, this episode is going to be dropping... On Tuesday the 18th, and it dawned on me um, earlier today that uh, our next live episode, or well, our our next new episode, will be dropping on Tuesday the 25th, which is the day that Jeff and I leave for Las Vegas for TPE.
0: Nice, so oh
1: man!
0: I that's literal. That's right around the corner.
1: I know. I it snuck up on me, and I was I I have to admit to being a little unprepared, but. You know, that's okay. We'll make it work. We'll 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 nope. have we'll make You'll it figure happen. It out. I mean, you know, look, I have a hotel, I have an airplane. Um, you know, I have my registration for TB. I just at this point need to uh, figure out a few other little details, but you know, it's all right. We're getting it. We're getting <laughs> it taken care of. So, anyway, guys, that's been this week's ask the pulpit. If you have any questions for us, you can call the hotline at area code 863-874 Zero 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 zero. So okay. So before we uh continue moving along, what are you getting on your uh your your sweet dreams drunk chicken there? Is it still good? Well
0: I'm about halfway through now. Uh where are you at on yours? Mm. You look like you're probably a little I- less than half.
1: I'm actually maybe ever so slightly, I'm either at half or ever so slightly past half. This is smoking a lot quicker than I would have thought it would as a six and a half by 60. But Well, you
0: look like you're getting a lot of good smoke on
1: it. It's puffing out smoke like a champ. And so I've got two windows open in here <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was just a strategically oh. time cough, but, um, no, I've got <laughs> two windows open in here in order to vent that this out, you know, and, uh, it's, it's putting out smoke like a champ.
0: I'm getting a little, um, I had to taste it from it almost like caramel. I mean, really? the whole thing is still, re- yeah, the whole thing is still, still really sweet, but it's like, uh, a caramel and then i'm imagining what you and jeff refer to when you say spice like it's got just a little bit of a kick it's not very strong it's i think it's a pretty mild cigar okay um it's definitely lighter than what i've been smoking recently um but yeah i mean i'm i'm digging it
1: well good good well speaking of what you've been smoking recently guess what motherfucker yeah. it's time for uh three cigars that we've smoked and enjoyed this week and uh would you uh would you like to go first
0: sure well three i have smoked recently but in the last seat okay in the last week I've smoked a lot of the same things I always smoke you know me I'm a pretty routine gal
1: I've, I've been doing that a lot um, myself lately actually as well just smoking a lot okay. of my my routine I, stuff. I
0: like what I like yep yep I like what I like and that's what I smoke although I have two cigars that, um, sent me as part of that care package that I haven't smoked yet. And one of them is because he, when he sent it, he said it is supposed to be enjoyed after like a, like a good dinner. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be real honest. Like I haven't had a good dinner (laughs) in a while. Okay. (laughs) We're having a lot of, I mean, life's busy. My son's in sports. School's back in session. Um, my husband's been working more uh, after hours stuff, so it's we casseroles and that. So I, I don't imagine when Sixo recommended like a good dinner, he had you know like a broccoli casserole in mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, so I've got two that I'm waiting on, but um, I'm excited about those. So having said that, uh, a new to me cigar that I've smoked and recently was that um, C.L. Connecticut, um, the C.L.E. Uh, Connecticut. Yep that you had uh, bought me and I really wanted that because at one point you told me um, that you had like, it tasted like graham crackers to you. And I, I got that. I did. Did you? Um, I'll tell you,
1: it's, that was one of the first cigars that I had that I tried where I got the flavor note and like, it wasn't just a general flavor note. It was like, Holy crap. That is that specific food. And wow. I remember like it hit and I was like, That's graham crackers. Like that cigar tastes like graham crackers. Yeah. And yep, the C L E Connecticut. Good cigar. It
0: it was. It was super light. I think and you can probably confirm this. I feel like you know the cigars I smoke better than I do. I think that might have been my first C L E. Is that right?
1: Um well I know it was the first time you smoked that one. I well probably I think so. I know okay. you've smoked some J R E. Um, but I don't know if you smoked any C L E now that I think about it. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Um Yeah.
0: So that was that was good. Definitely on the pinky scale. I'd smoke that again tomorrow. Okay. Um, and then just in the last week I've had um the uh what is it called? The tabanero, the uh Makeda. Yeah. Is that from yep. Okay, that you got me down in Tampa. In
1: Tampa. Yep. Um,
0: so I had one of those, and then actually in the last three days, I've worked my way through the Drew Estates. Um, they used to be called the Yummy Bitches. I don't know if that's still a thing, but the um, the Sweet Jane, the Crazy Alice, and the Fat Bottom Betty. Okay. Okay. Um, and then yes, yesterday or the day before, I smoked the Leather Rose, which is the fourth one. Ah. Um, And look at, I'm I'm telling you more than three. I feel like I have to make it for the time I've been on the show (laughs) where I didn't have any that I had smoked recently. That's all right. Um, And then uh, you were very kind and bought me a big pack of the Drew Estates factory smokes with the red label, um, which I have been digging those. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't like suffering from decision fatigue. You know, we've talked about this before. We just make a lot of decisions during the day. So when I sit down to smoke, like I don't, generally put too much thought into what I'm going to smoke. I grab and go. Um, but these, um, factory smokes have been wonderful. They are sweet tipped. And what's funny is, so the, the, the Drew Estates ones I've had recently are sort of back to my roots. Like that's what I started with a lot of the, the sugar tips, the, the infused ones. Uh Um, but those are the first sweet ones I'd smoked in a long time. I had really kind of gotten away from those. Um, mostly because I've been smoking cigars other people gave me as a way to sort of force me to branch out, which I've enjoyed. So after I had gone a long time without a sugar tipped one, and then I had one, I can see now when people are like, mm, sugar tip, that's an acquired taste. It's, it, it's almost like if you stop drinking soda and then you go back to drinking soda, you're like, oh man, that is yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. <It's> different. <laughs> that's almost too much. It's different. Yeah. So, But I'm glad I'm here. I had just I had only enjoyed the sweet sort of infused really heavy flavored ones so much early on I was afraid I wouldn't like some of the other or what I would think are more like bold flavors Um, and that has not been the case I there's only one or two cigars that I would not smoke again but for the most part I've I don't know I'm sort of proud of myself I've been able to to branch out and smoke things that um, two years ago I would never have thought I would have smoked and enjoyed so
1: well cool, very cool. Um and what about you? So, mine um like I said, I've been smoking a lot of my normal stuff, but I have I have a few things that I have branched out and done this week. And I had to bring up the Instagram to remind myself. So, first things first, um was one of my standby it's the you know, you're smoking a Lancero. I'm going to bring this up. It's one of the few Lanceros that I will gladly smoke with no trepidation most of the time lanceros and i i just the small that small of a ring gauge um you know it's just just not my preference but Mm -hmm. i respect those that like it and whatever else but it's just not mine but the rojas blue bonnet um lancero is just lights out I mean, that's such a great cigar. I didn't even know I had any. I was digging through one of my Tupper doors, uh trying to stock up my travel humidor again, and I came across it, and I was like, well, hello there. And, uh, you know, that uh, that was quickly smoked that evening. And
0: uh well, that's a nice surprise thing. Oh,
1: I love it when I stumble across something really good in the in the humidors and I'm like, hey, I forgot I had that. Sweet, you know? So anyway, nice. so yeah, so I had the Rojas um blue bonnet um Lancero. And then um another one that I smoked uh this week is um the Bandolero Seleccion Especial 54 Serie T. Um, I got that in a a cigar authority show pack had never had a bandolero before they were just named the company that's doing the, uh, 2022 firecracker for two guys, cigars and United cigars. And, um, I, uh, figured, you know what, they were just announced for the firecracker. It's as good a time as any for me to try one of these bandolero cigars. I had that sitting in the humidor. So I went ahead and fired that up. It was good. Um, it was uh, it, it it was it was flavorful. It was good. I did have a wrapper crack, which admittedly kind of um, brought my smoking experience down a little bit with that cigar. Um, but I'm for sure. for, but for the purpose of this segment, you know, three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week, I'm still bringing it up because even with the wrapper crack, I still enjoyed it to where I would I would I very much would like to try it again maybe in optimum smoking condition to where it's uh, a little bit better off. And then yeah, the, sure. the, the last one I'm going to mention, I'm going to give no real details about um, because I don't want to get anybody in any trouble, but uh, okay. let's just put it this way. I got a call the other day from a friend of mine that he had some illegal contraband and this illegal contraband um, from a uh, communist nation 90 miles south of Florida um, needed <laughs> to shall be, remain nameless <laughs> needed to be disposed of and he was calling in a select group of friends to come and assist him in disposing of this illegal contraband and so we uh, we went over and um, we we took care of that illegal contraband and um cohiba and uh it was um it was good it was tasty i mean yeah you know look um you know in all seriousness cuban cigars you know by and large i think they're overrated uh a lot of times they are one note um a lot of time the few that i've had i and admittedly i have a few in my humidor that um you know um one listener in particular uh Mr. BB has pre- given me that um I've I've got and I've sat on a little bit and I'm I'm waiting and you know whatnot. But um you know I've had a few others that are good. Um but uh man this one this is one of those this was one of those cohibas. Um I'm 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 showing my ignorance here. I don't necessarily know the um the the proper like name of the cigar and everything, but it's got the the yellow and the black and white checks and everything. It's it's the standard Cohiba that you see a lot, you know, from from down in Cuba. And uh, holy crap, I had two of them, and um, both of them smoked immaculately, kicked off a ton of smoke, um, burn line was just absolutely impeccable on them. Um, the uh, the the flavor on them it didn't change throughout the cigar. It was very one note throughout the cigar. It's not like you had uh, flavor notes that came along and maybe this ramped up and that ramped down. And, you know, it's not not like that. Whereas like the New World cigars, the Nicaraguan, the Honduran, the Dominican, you know, those tend to have those flavor fluctuations and flavor changes. Yeah,
0: that variety. Yeah, -hmm.
1: this one did not have that, but the flavor it had was really good. And it was an intense... You know, it, it was an intense flavor and, and spice to it and everything. And so, look, you know, for what it was, I thought it was great. Um, the second one I had was the draw on it was maybe a little tighter than the first one, but not like plugged up. And after I'd say about halfway through it, that draw, you know, expanded out and got really well, you know, taken care of. All in all, I had, um, I had a great experience with those. And so we were able to, uh, we were able to do a pretty good, put a pretty good dent into his, uh, supply of illegal contraband. And, um, you know, uh-huh. well, it was,
0: sounds like you helped a friend with a problem and you had a good time in the, yeah, you know,
1: and, uh, and if I had known, I had no idea, you know, when I did this yesterday that today would be his birthday. And so I didn't realize that we were actually getting together for a little birthday soiree. Um, otherwise I would have, you know, felt, uh, compelled to uh to tell him happy birthday at the time but I told him today so such is life but um but I did also bring him a cigar um since he was inviting me over for some illegal uh communist contraband I thought it would only be appropriate for me to bring over a few um JC Newman American cigars <laughs> since those were The ones that are 100% all-American made from the cellophane (laughs) down to the ink in the band and everything else. Those cigars are fully American made. And I figured, you know, if if I'm going to be, you know, taking some illegal communist contraband from him, I'm at least going to provide him some uh, good old made-in-the-USA cigars to, uh, to compensate for that. So
0: balance that out a little bit. Do what now? I said, balance it out a little bit. Precisely.
1: <laughs> it's exactly it. You know, it's like, look, just because you have, uh, just because you have this doesn't mean that I can't tell you or give you this, which, you know, Hey, is, uh, is fully American made. So anyway, that's been, uh, that's been my three cigars that I smoked and enjoy this week. Oh,
0: well, good. Mm-hmm. And you've had Cubans before. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And like I said, they're okay. I, I mean, look they're not bad. I think that, um, hopefully one day when the Cuban communist regime comes tumbling down and, you know, the people there can sing the songs of freedom. I think that what you'll find is that their tobacco fields have been over, overworked the product or the, the crop isn't as good as it once was because of that. Um, I think that you'll find that, uh, the production has been kind of, sloppy and so some of the some of the um uh quality control isn't as good as it once was but i think that when you do get rid of that communist regime and you have you know reputable cigar manufacturers coming into cuba working with these people working with the product and everything i think you're going to see a renaissance of cuban cigars and cuban tobacco mixed in with um you know, pre-existing blends that we're enjoying even now that could be ramped up just that much more with that nice, with yeah. that with that kind of floral, you know, uh, notes and whatnot from the Cuban cigars. And I mean, I look forward to that. But like I said, you know, we got a we got a long way to go because you know, yeah. those goddamn communists down there need to need to go first. So I don't know. Such is life, but. Anyway.
0: That's interesting. I like I like hearing your vision on that.
1: All right. It'd be nice, and look, I think it'd be nice for a lot of these cigar manufacturers. If you go through, a lot of these guys have uh, roots in Cuba. A lot of these families, you know, fled Cuba and lost everything, and had to restart and re re you know start from nothing and and uh, develop up again, and you know have gotten to where they are now, but you know i think for a lot of them i think it would be really great for them to be able to bring back some of their heritage some of their legacy into these cigars but none of them wanted to touch it right now with with the right now, with the communists and and why i i how can you blame them you know i mean the the regime yeah. that's now you know look it's 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 the castro regime you know what um three generations removed but three or four generations removed but it's still the the damn dirty communists that took everything from them. So I don't blame them one bit for not wanting to do anything with that country. So, you know, look, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I we're getting all political, but realistically, Joe Biden squandered, I think, a prime opportunity last year when um, the people in Cuba were were rising up and and you know calling for assistance and you know getting on social media and and showing off some of the 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 atrocities that they're dealing with and whatever mm-hmm. and you know America for all for all the good that we we say we bring to the world there are times in our history that I think we sit on our hands and I think that perhaps history may judge Joe Biden as the president who sat on his hands When an opportunity to assist the Cuban people came along. And I don't think he did shit, but that's just my opinion. So, anyway, whatever.
0: Well, welcome to the Nick pulpit. (laughs) Nick pulpit of politics.
1: You know, it's funny. I always kind of bag on Jeff for wanting to bring politics into it, but um, here I am. Look at me. But. I don't know. You know I, but
0: I I don't. I don't even know a ton about cigar history or any of that. I'm just like I'm such a noob, what the kids call a noob on this. Then, um, but it's hard to keep them separate. I think it's hard to keep cigars and in politics in, in terms of the history. I, I it think it is.
1: Well, because um, you have a lot of geopolitical history that goes into it, but then also you have you know the constant threat of government regulation and everything Mm -hmm, else coming mm -hmm. into it it's like if you're gonna actually get into cigars as a as a hobby you know and be you know more than just a casual smoker you know i think you almost have to recognize that you have to learn a little bit about you know the politics and the history regarding it and you know i'll tell you uh jeff and i've talked about it on the show um i'll give you the the heads up if you're looking for a documentary look for hand rolled I think it's on Amazon Prime, but I know for a fact you can purchase it on iTunes, and because that's where I bought uh, bought the documentary. It's a great documentary, all about the history of cigars and you know um, how these these families you know started off the Cuban uh, Revolution and how the Cuban communist revolution you know ended up hurting the cigar industry coming into the 90s and the cigar boom and then coming into the 2000s and kind of where we are at least at the time of the uh the taping of this uh this documentary which was only i think maybe 2 years ago so you know real two or three years ago so realistically um you know it's fairly current so no look look for hand rolled um if you're if you're interested in cigar history it's It's a great documentary, and you'll learn a lot.
0: I think along those lines, the we we always talk about the community, the cigar community, and how diverse and amazing it is. Very welcoming community, Um, and I think part of that has to do with the history of cigars. I mean, no country, right, really owns the the rights or the you know. It it seems like from you know, and again, this is coming from a noob who doesn't quite understand all of it, but it seems to me that just the, the, the countries, the diversity of the countries that, um, you know, produce really good quality cigars contributes, I think, to a lot of what we see in the welcoming and the diversity of the cigar community.
1: For sure. That's what I'm trying to say. and, And you're right. I mean, it's not just one specific place. I mean, granted, I would say South America, it's definitely a, uh, I would argue that it's definitely a South American, you know, tradition and product. I mean, but then again, you know, um, there's there's a lot of history that goes into other regions. But but by and large, I would say that it's it's a it's a it's a product. I don't know. Maybe I can't say that because I'm I'm coming from a place of some knowledge, but not total. Uh, but also definitely some ignorance. I mean, let's be real uh Cameroon tobacco is grown in Africa in in Cameroon um you know so I mean it's it's not like it's not elsewhere but realistically I do think cigars are more of a South American product but still it's it's not any one specific place it's not any one specific person you can't say oh that person created Mm -hmm. created cigars I mean my god the you know the native uh the native peoples, you know, back well before the time of Columbus sailing the ocean blue or, you know, lighting up uh, rolls of tobacco to, you know, make uh, tribute to their gods and things of that nature. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, but anyway. Well,
0: even if, even if someone believes that, you know, South America might, let's say, is largely responsible you know, there's, you have to have recognition that each of the countries within that is, you know, their own independent culture. You know, it, it well, has historically been easy to, like, categorize people as just this or that. But, you know, South American countries are very different culturally.
1: Very much so. And, you know, and to that degree, you know, the tobacco that's raised and grown in each one of these nations is slightly different. You know, I mean... It's one of those things, Nicaraguan tobacco is a little spicier than maybe what comes out of Honduras or what comes out of uh, the Dominican, you know, and, and um, Cuban tobacco, like I said, it's got a very floral note to it a lot of times, you know, so I mean, it's, it's everybody's putting out something, and it all has to do with the soil and the way it's grown and the water and this and that and whatever, sure. and it, it it's interesting, it's definitely, definitely interesting, but...
0: Anyway. Well, there you go, listeners. If you wanted a privileged white people's perspective, there you go.
1: <laughs> there you on go.
0: cigars, you got it.
1: There you go. So, <laughs> all right. So, we covered the my monthly ad. Um, so we're on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit as well. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention Jeff's page. He's not here. He probably hasn't oh, gotten into. Come his, on. You know, he hasn't gotten. He has not reset his damn password yet. And it's like, dude, he's
0: not, he's not active on there.
1: No, he's not active on there. And he needs to be because he's contractually obligated to be doing some posts on there. And the fact that he hasn't in a long time, quite frankly, kind of irritates me because it's like, again, you're contractually obligated to be doing some of this stuff and you're not, but whatever. But anyway, Naked Gator, any K K I D Gator. That's his page. Um, We're on Facebook where we have the Scar Pulpit Prisoners group. And everybody has a good time in there. A lot of good time was had um, at Jeff's expense the night that Mr. Saget passed away. Um, not because of Mr. Saget passing away, but, you know, at Jeff's expense as to whether or not he killed Mr. Saget. And the jury's still out on that. Um, and then uh, Twitter, I don't really do much of anything. I just reshare from Instagram. And then and then obviously YouTube, where you're potentially watching this video. And um then we need your questions for Ask the Boys. So make sure you call the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. And then Pinky, everybody can follow you. On
0: Instagram at Pinky Smoke Cigars. There we go. Because because
1: I do. All right. Well, we, I am
0: <laughs> We both put a cigar in our mouth at the same time. It's like sorry for the awkward pause. Riveting
1: radio. <laughs> um so okay, so I am down to Definitely I am into the final third of this Asylum Devil's Night. Um lot of rich earthy flavor, uh rich spice hitting the tongue. Um it's it's a good cigar. I have had to relight it maybe once or twice. I'm doing a lot of talking.
3: And so um
1: sorry I was stretching there. That was awkward too. Um anyway, and then uh But I'll do a final third retro ale here. And uh, what are you getting on your cigar while I do that?
0: Um, Sweetness. (laughs) Continued sweetness. Um, It's (laughs) definitely right up my alley for people. I think this would be a good cigar um, for a new smoker. Okay. Someone who doesn't want, you know, the strong, what you might consider rich, bold flavors, Sort of like what you just described. Yeah. Um, If someone wants something light... um, you know, I think it's it's a little sweeter than some of the other stuff, but it's very good. I mean, I will pinky scale. I would definitely smoke it, and I will smoke this again tomorrow. All so, right. thank you to Broccoli Rob for uh, bringing this into my life.
1: All right. Well, uh, I just did that retro hail, and I saw angels. So, um, <laughs> I think I'm pretty much done with that. I, it was just, there's just a little bit left, um, but I think I'm pretty much done. With the Devil's Night and I, you know, I'm glad I I picked up the pack. I'm gonna be very sparing as to when I smoke these because I've only got four of them left. Um, I don't know if this is gonna be an annual release for Asylum around Halloween or if this is just uh, a one shot. I think if I'm right, the story I heard about these is that they normally do them for one specific shop, and they just. That sh- I don't know if that shop like just wasn't <sighs> somehow or another they ended up managing to put them out as a national release, you know, in limited quantities, and so Dan got some, and um, that's how they made them here. But uh, I so I don't know if next year they're going to be a shop exclusive again or if they're going to continue to roll them out, you know, to everybody. Uh, like they did this year, but hopefully they roll them out to everybody, because they're good. I like them. Alright. Well, uh, unless you have anything for the betterment of the cause, I think... Nope. Uh, Alright, well... <laughs> hey, uh, okay. I'm alive. I okay. promise. <laughs> what did you do?
0: Oh, I went to take like an actual breath, but the cigar was so close to my mouth, and I I ended up just
1: inhaling <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: inhaling
1: yeah. that's not good Thanks you don't want to you don't want to inhale your cigar that that tends to no, uh, no 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 tends to end poorly when you do that so yep. anyway well with that um, we'll go ahead and close this out so guys this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit I'm Nick and it's your
0: girl Pinky
1: everybody stay safe and stay smoky Definite whole stare it out thing. I swear.
0: Um, I just noticed your new glasses. I really like those. I did.
1: I got new glasses. So
0: I knew you were getting them. Yep. Um, and I sat here the whole show, and then it wasn't until you stared into the camera. I really like those. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. They fill out How my do you face. Like them? Uh, I like them. They fill out my face a little bit better. Um, I think than the old ones, but uh, I I have had to get used to um. Every once in a while there's like a I don't know. It's a significant upgrade in my prescription. The old ones were like 7 years old and so these um are uh definitely more, stronger. And so I've had yeah. to uh I've had to kind of like over the weekend to do a lot of Adjust adjusting. To those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to remember when when was it did I get these? Thursday? No. Friday? Well,
0: the guy, the guy called you because they were supposed to come in Tuesday, and then he said they're going to be delayed. They won't be until Tuesday, and you were like, uh, "But that's when they were supposed to come in."
1: Yeah, I think they came in on Friday. I think they came in Friday, and I went and picked them up on Friday. And um okay. yeah, they're they're good. The only other thing is, um, so they're Oakley brand the the frame and so see how they've got like they don't have the the deal behind the the ear it's just you know the wrap around uh-huh yeah and so what i have found is that um as i'm getting used to that where the end of the arm hits my head it's getting a little little not sore but kind of sore but you know it's it's just a little raw yeah it's just not used to it but i'm 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 making it work so anyway okay. so yeah so no i'm styling Good. and profiling I
0: like it. It looks good.
1: Well, thank you.